You're listening to Wealthy-esque. We are a community of lawyers who believe that true wealth is having control of our time. I'm Ro Thomas, and as a busy wife, mom, and big law associate, I know all too well the tension between the culture of the legal profession and pretty much everything else you want to do in life. Each week, I'm bringing you the information and tools you need to take back control of your time by reframing your mindset and managing your money to achieve lifestyle freedom. Take the first step toward regaining control of your time by downloading your free Lifestyle Freedom Starter Guide at rowthomas.com start. Hey friend, thank you for joining me for another episode of Wealthy-esque. We've all got a million things to do, so the fact that you're taking a little time out of your day to be here with me means a lot. Today, I want to talk about how to keep work from taking over your life as a lawyer. In the legal profession and any service-based profession, really, it's easy for this to happen because we want to do a good job and provide excellent client service and be responsive and all that. And technology makes it even harder because these days we can't go anywhere without our phones, right? These little mini computers that just keep us forever connected with work always just a tap away. Side note, remember back in the day when you always had to make sure you had change when you left the house in case you needed to use a payphone while you were out? It was such a slower time and it's crazy to me how far we've come in such a short period of time. But anyway, technology makes things more convenient, but it also makes us more accessible than ever. And if we don't have the discipline to not be so accessible, then we're going to burn ourselves out. Listen, if you want to keep work from taking over your life and you want more control over your time, you have to set boundaries. Without boundaries, everyone else will always be in control of your schedule. So that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to look at what boundaries are, why they're important, what happens when we don't set or enforce our boundaries, how to set effective boundaries, and some examples of boundaries we can set around work to keep it from taking over our lives. So looking first at what boundaries are, Merriam-Webster defines the word boundary as something that indicates or fixes a limit or extent. And applying that to our lives and specifically to our practices Our boundaries indicate the limit or extent of what we deem acceptable or appropriate. Our boundaries tell other people how they can treat us. That means if we have no boundaries, then basically anything goes, right? Our boundaries are a reflection of our values, our priorities, and our goals. And we touched on the importance of getting clarity on those things in episode two, the one thing keeping you stuck. So go back and check that episode out if you haven't yet. But this is an example of why that clarity is so important. It's hard to set meaningful boundaries if we don't know what matters to us. So switching gears, let's talk about why boundaries are important. Boundaries create expectations both for ourselves and for others. They show others how we expect them to treat us. They allow us to make decisions for our lives uh, without feeling the need to please others. Because they're a reflection of our values and our priorities and our goals, then they keep us from taking on too much or accepting every assignment or agreeing to be on every committee, which you might remember was me early on in my career. I was always saying yes to everything. 
but we literally can't do all the things. We have more control in our lives than we tend to admit. And in every situation, we have a choice. And so what often happens is we don't enforce our boundaries and we allow people to cross them in all kinds of ways because we don't want to upset anyone. And then we want to blame everyone else when our lives aren't going the way that we want them to. No, that's on us. We teach people how to treat us. We show people what behavior we will accept. And when we don't value ourselves, other people won't value us either. When we say yes to what everyone else wants us to do, then there's no room to say yes to the things that we want or that we value. We can't elevate how everyone else feels above our own feelings and well-being. Also, if anyone has a super strong reaction to you enforcing your boundaries, they're probably one of the people that you most need to set boundaries with. So now let's look at what happens when we don't set or enforce our boundaries. When we don't set boundaries, then we don't set clear expectations of how we expect to be treated. When we don't set clear expectations of how we expect to be treated, then there's tension when people don't treat us the way we want to be treated. And when someone crosses the line, if we don't speak up, we give the impression that we're okay with the behavior. You got to set those boundaries with the partners you work with, with your senior associates, with other colleagues, with opposing counsel, whoever. Set boundaries about what you will and will not tolerate. So I'm on this app called Fishbowl. Are you on there? Basically, people get on there and tell all their business. They talk about what's going on in their lives and at work and things like that. It's all anonymous, so people are super honest. And I've seen some wild stories on there. (laughs) But two posts in particular caught my eye in the last week or so because they're particularly relevant to this topic. The first was an associate talking about working for the worst partner in big law. And in the post, the associate gives this example of the type of behavior that the partner is displaying. So the post says, this is just one example, one of many, calls me every day at 10 p.m. sharp to give me drafts that are, quote, needed the next day, but won't look at them for several days. And I'm not joking about every day. So my immediate reaction was, why are you answering the phone at 10 p.m. every night? Stop answering the phone. Right. And a lot of other people in the comments said the same thing. This is a common example of the lack of boundary setting in our profession. And I don't know anything about the associate's seniority level, but I see it a lot with junior associates first starting out. I am forever grateful that one of my mentors warned me not to do this before I started working. Because, of course, lawyers are super type A and we want to do the best job and be super responsive and everything. But the thing is, if you don't set boundaries, no one else is going to do it for you. If you don't set boundaries and teach people how to treat you, they're going to treat you any kind of way. If you don't respect your time, no one else is going to respect your time. So if I were in that associate's position, I would set that boundary and stop answering the phone at 10 p.m. If you stop answering, the partner will eventually stop calling. And perhaps that partner you know, would decide not to work with that associate anymore and find someone else. But for me, I'm okay if every partner or senior associate doesn't want to work with me. Because truth be told, I don't want to be working with you if you can't respect my boundaries. 
And that's not the type of work environment that I want to be in. You know, I've mentioned before that I've wanted to be a lawyer since I was seven. So I'm not trying to leave anytime soon. If I'm up all night, every night, trying to turn drafts for you by the next day, and you're not even looking at them, then I'm just going to burn myself out and get bitter and end up leaving. Ultimately, we're responsible for our lives and our careers, and we have to make choices that are best for us. The other post that caught my eye was from a female associate who posted in the Women in Law group, and she wrote, How do you get opposing counsel to add their own changes to agreements? Example, working on a contract, sent it to opposing counsel. They respond, quote, please incorporate these changes into the agreement. Other attorneys will make their own modifications, then send it back with track changes. How can I make this an expectation with all attorneys? I feel like I'm doing their work for them and it's too time consuming. Yes, sis, yes, you are absolutely doing their work for them. Here's the thing. You're not obligated to do what someone else wants you to do. That's in any situation, but especially if you're dealing with something like this. Here this woman is spending her life putting in changes that the other side wants. I wish I would. I told her that I pretend comments like that aren't there. So I'd respond with something like, thanks so much. Let us know once you incorporate those changes and we'll send the revisions on over to our client. I'm not spending my time doing your work for you. And my client is absolutely not paying for me to incorporate changes that your client wants. The way the post read it, it sounded like this wasn't the first time that it happened. And if she had set that boundary at the outset and let counsel know that she's not incorporating his changes and look at me assuming, right? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know anything about who that counsel is. But when this has happened to me in the past, it's always been with older men. But anyway, if she set the boundary, then she wouldn't have wasted however much time doing work that's not her responsibility. And of course, be reasonable, right? Like if counsel comes back with some extenuating circumstances, he's got an emergency, doesn't have access to his computer. It's not like, well, you better download an app and, you know, figure it out. Like (laughs) I'm all for extending professional courtesy and helping, but you absolutely will not instruct me to do something just because. So setting boundaries is crucial in a field like law because it's so easy for us to get caught up in all the things. It's easy to slip into responding to emails late at night and working all night and working all weekend and all those things. But at the end of the day, those are choices we make. We could choose something different. There may be consequences to choosing something different. But the way I see it, if we just work 24-7 and don't take time for ourselves or our families or our health or our relationships, then what is all this for? Like if I work so hard and I accomplish all the things, but I've got broken or non-existent relationships with my family and my friends, or I work myself to exhaustion and end up in the hospital, or I'm so burned out that I can't think clearly or end up leaving, then what good does that do me? So with that, let's talk about how to set effective boundaries. There are four key things to keep in mind. Number one, consider your values, priorities, and goals. I know I keep talking about those things, but they are foundational to living life by design and on your own terms. These are the things that truly matter to you. The things you do in your life should 
align with your values, your priorities, and your goals. And that includes setting boundaries. Defining what you want in life allows you to set clear boundaries that get you closer to the life you want. Number two, be kind, but firm. If someone wants you to do something that's outside of the boundaries you've set, you don't have to be you know, rude or go off or whatever. You just let the person know that you're not going to do whatever it is they're asking you to do. And often you can do this without flat out saying no. Like in the example of opposing counsel asking the associate to incorporate changes, she doesn't have to say no, but by saying she looks forward to receiving the revised draft, then she's effectively saying no. Sometimes boundary setting doesn't even have to be a statement. Like in the example of the associate receiving calls at 10 p.m., by not answering the phone, then the associate is communicating a boundary. Number three, keep it brief. You don't have to go into some long, drawn-out explanation for why you're saying no. No is a complete sentence. For some reason, we feel the need to offer up an explanation when no one asks for it. Do we explain things when we say yes? Usually not, right? So why do we feel like we have to explain ourselves when we say no? We don't. If you want to say more, you could say something like, I don't have the capacity for that right now, but I appreciate the opportunity. But I don't think you need to go any deeper than that. And the final thing is enforce your boundaries. If you set a boundary, but don't say anything when someone crosses it, have you really set a boundary? No, you haven't. You've got a wish in your head that nobody knows about. And the point of boundaries is to define what's acceptable or unacceptable to you. So if you don't enforce your boundaries, you suggest that this offending behavior is acceptable. And the person that's breaching your boundary might not even know unless you tell them. If you want to go deeper on the topic of setting boundaries, I highly recommend the books Boundaries by Dr. Henry Cloud and Dr. John Townsend and Essentialism by Greg McCune. Now that we know how to set boundaries, I want to give you just a few examples of boundaries you can set in your work life. So you can set work hours and stick to them. Aside from an exceptional circumstance, such as a deadline that hasn't been met, work during certain hours, respond to emails during those hours, answer calls during those hours. If you only respond to emails and calls during certain times, then people come to expect that you will only respond to emails and calls during those times. And I've been doing this for six years now, and I've never once received any sort of negative evaluation saying that I'm not responsive because I don't respond to, you know, emails at 11 p.m. or whatever. The second thing you could do is block off your personal time on your calendar and keep those commitments to yourself. We often cancel our personal appointments because we want to be a team player or provide good service or whatever the reason. It's just my health. Like I know early detection is the key to prevention, but they need to move this call. So I'll just reschedule my appointment again. No, like I have things on my calendar that are straight my time whether that's time I've scheduled to get a certain assignment done or a doctor's appointment or time that I need to leave the office, that's on my calendar. And 
I do that so that people can't schedule meetings during those times. And if they do, I decline the invitation. I literally already have something on my calendar. At the end of the day, friend, you and your time are just as valuable as your colleagues, your clients, whoever. So stop canceling on yourself all the time to accommodate everybody else. The third thing you can do is turn off your email notifications. That little ding and a little pop-up notification take you off task and they distract you from doing the things that you're trying to do. So instead, set times that you'll check emails either between tasks or at natural stopping points for longer tasks. And that way you can get in the zone and get the things done that you need to get done without being disrupted every two minutes. The fourth thing you could do is not jump to answer the phone every time it rings. Like just because you get a call doesn't mean you have to answer right then, especially if the person is calling outside of your work hours that you set from the first tip. The last thing is don't allow people to talk to you any kind of way. We're all adults here. And regardless of anyone's title or position, you're not going to be disrespectful or talk to me like I'm a child. We will address it. And again, I don't mind if someone doesn't like me because I spoke up for myself. At the end of the day, we're not responsible for the way people react to our boundaries. And as I said before, if someone reacts negatively to a boundary you set, they're exactly the type of person that you most need the boundaries for. So let's recap. Boundaries indicate the limit or extent of what we deem acceptable or appropriate. Boundaries are important because they tell other people how we expect to be treated and allow us to make decisions for our lives without feeling like we have to please others. When we don't set boundaries, there are no clear expectations of how we expect to be treated, and then there's tension when we're not treated the way we want. Further, when we don't enforce our boundaries, we give the impression that offensive behavior is acceptable. We can set effective boundaries in four ways. Number one, keep our values, priorities, and goals in mind. Number two, be kind but firm in communicating our boundaries. Number three, be brief and don't offer extensive explanations for our boundaries. And number four, actually enforce our boundaries when they're breached. Finally, we talked about a few ways to set boundaries at work, including setting your work hours and sticking to them, blocking off personal time on your calendar, turning off the email notifications, not answering the phone every time it rings, and not allowing people to talk to you any kind of way. Okay, that's it for this episode. Join me over in our private Facebook community, the Wealthy S community. I would love to talk further about how we can get more in control of our lives by setting boundaries. You can head to rowthomas.com community to join. If you got value from today's episode, please share with a friend or two you think would also benefit. If you want to share on social media, don't forget to tag me at I am Ro Thomas on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, go ahead and subscribe to the show on whatever platform you're listening on so you'll be notified when new episodes are released. And if you're so inclined, you can leave me a written review. As we close out, friend, I rebuke the spirit of confusion that has you believing that you are less valuable than anyone else or that you owe anyone 
your peace, your well-being, your health, your whatever your thing is. I pray that you recognize your value and never allow anyone to diminish or downplay it. I pray that you will firmly assert your boundaries and gently correct anyone who breaches them. And as always, I pray that you will continue to take steps to regain control of your time, build wealth, and live the life of freedom and choice you deserve. Talk to you later.